The year is 2023. PBS Plus has just launched bringing the world's streaming services to 4,387. How can anyone be expected to go through all this content? Fear not, loyal passengers. Captain Joe Shoes and his first mate Mez are here to travel through space and time to bring you the best nuggets pop culture has to offer. Strap in. It's time for the Car Jomez Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 375 of the Car Jomez Podcast. I'm Mez, and my co-host, as always, is... The Magistrate of Caravan City, Captain Joe Shoes from the Car Jomez Podcast. Yeah, you are, buddy. What's up? Gomez! Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, bro. Gobble, gobble. How you doing? Today is Thanksgiving. Today is my favorite holiday in all the land. I love Thanksgiving. It's a good one. It is a good one, bro. I'm not going to lie. No expectations whatsoever. The expectation is come and be fat. That's all you need to do. What's better than that, bro? I don't no, you don't even decorate for this shit anymore because they don't even make Thanksgiving. <laughs> they don't allow it. They don't allow it. It's Christmas already. You didn't know. Even my local Wawa, we went to Christmas Cups on November 1st, literally the day Damn. after Halloween. So I said, This looks great for me because now I don't even have to pretend. I don't gotta put out no fucking pilgrims. I don't gotta put out a fucking scene of, of feeding the, the Native Americans. I don't have to put out the cornucopia. I can just hang low. Did your mom decorate for Thanksgiving? My mom decorates for everything. We we had we had Thanksgiving things we would put on the window. My mom decorates for St. Patrick's Day. My mom (laughs) decorates for Thanksgiving, Halloween, Christmas, Flag Day, Flag Fourth of July. Yes, (laughs) she has USA towels and tissue boxes, and always. I love it. That's great. Hey, that's what we're supposed to celebrate. Let's celebrate, bro. Come on. I don't want to celebrate none of this shit. <laughs> I'll go. I want to go to parties at someone else's house that, that like that that want to decorate. You know what I sure. mean? You sure. You want to throw a barbecue for Fourth of July? I will gladly come over. You want to do a big Thanksgiving? I will happily come over. You think I want to do that and decorate and clean and wash and scrub? I don't want to do shit. I mean, yeah, we uh, we're the, the Thanksgiving destination over here. We uh, oh, terrible. We do all the cooking. So people help with the cleaning, but it's not the clean. I mean, the cleaning happens, you know, beforehand. Cleaning the house, not putting some dishes in the dishwasher, please. Oh, thank you, Aunt. Thank you. Get out of here. It's real, real nice of you to walk the three feet to the fucking yes. garbage can outside. Let me get that for you. Oh, thank you so much. You took my fork. Okay. And you gotta act like they just fucking <laughs> took fucking work nailed to the cross. You got. Oh my god, thank you. Oh, oh, oh you don't have to do help. that. You don't have to help. <laughs> fucking bullshit. It's all bullshit. 
Oh, so Thanksgiving is here. We've got some football on the agenda. We've got movies to watch, Gomez. But more importantly, we got a question from our double main man, Eddie Bowman. Ooh, what's he asking, bro? Eddie Bowman just wants to know a simple question about our Thanksgiving. He wants to know what food do you think is overrated? What food do you think is underrated? So real Mm, quick. mm, mm, mm. Well, I mean, listen. I mean, overrated is 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 turkey, right? I mean, no, it's the cranberry. Why do we even put that on the fucking table? I wouldn't even know. I don't even consider. Like, get out of here! My mom loves that. That's it. When people make their yes, the Thanksgiving, yeah. Oh, you got to put the cranberry. No, it sucks. I don't mind it in the sandwich just to give it a little sweetness, but on my plate, I don't. No. Do you fuck that? You get it from the can or you get like the fresh? So when I was a kid and my mom would cook for Thanksgiving, it would be from the can and it would, yeah. you know how it comes out like it keeps the, the shape, the ridges. Like, this doesn't even look appetizing. <laughs> yeah. My mom loves the can. We try the fresh shit. She's like, this is terrible. I need that can. <laughs> I don't, like, I don't even like cranberry as a whole. Like, I don't want it in my vodka. You know what I mean? Like, don't ruin I, I vodka don't, like that. I don't mind it, but I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't need it anywhere. You know, definitely. That's what I mean. Like, I, it's overrated if, if it's, I don't know who's rating it. Because I would never, I would name 12 other things before I get to that. You know what I mean? Like, that's so low yeah, on no. the list. I do agree with you. Is turkey overrated? Yes, in a sense, because we all feel like we need turkey. Yet- yes. It is the only day of the year where I'm like, holy shit, I got to have some fucking turkey. It's true. Not a single other day of the year do I sit there and go, you know what I'm feeling? Some fucking turkey. (laughs) I do. I do in about usually around February, March. I do fun Thanksgiving where I'll take a turkey and I'll, I deep fry it. We'll do something fun because it's got to be traditional for Thanksgiving. So (laughs) That's what you should call it. So we try recipes, funs giving. That works for me. I like funs giving. It definitely. So that so I eat turkey two times. Or oh, what about cold cuts? Right, I get a turkey cold cut sometimes. You know, but that's not. Mm. A, I'm not having a turkey breast really. Two, no, two like times if I'm eat. going out or like a cold cut sandwich or something, I'm usually getting roast beef. That's why I usually want some nice mm. sliced roast beef. I'm a ham and cheese guy. I just love a good old ham and cheese, bro. And I mix you up know, the cheeses. You know what's funny? I'm thinking about this now. I went out for lunch today and I had a roast beef and turkey sandwich. Oh, really? With with uh, provolone cheese mm, it's good and cheese. bacon, mm. lettuce, mayo, pickles, onions, Oil and vinegar. Ooh, damn, bro. It was, a good, sexy. it was a good sandwich. Yeah, sexy. What kind of bread was it on? It was on uh, whole wheat bread, actually. Mm, all right, you lost me there, but it's, I, I don't mind it. I actually yeah, like I, the taste of whole wheat bread. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Kellyanne's family always had, like, different kind of bread, so I got used to it. Except sometimes they would get the bread with, like, the little grains in there. Yeah, I don't want to be crunching. No, get I, that yeah. shit out of here, No bro. crunchies. I'm eating a fucking cold cut sandwich. The crunch is the pickle. That's it. Nothing else. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Mm, that sounds good. So yeah. So I guess turkey would be overrated. My most underrated, and this is a personal one. I know a lot of people don't have this. My mom used to make a cheese stuffing. 
And I've talked about this before. We always talk about this every year, Thanksgiving. How much new yeah. shit do you have to talk about outside of like, oh, the Thanksgiving parade from 1986 had the Masters of the Universe float. And oh it had all these God. fucking weird characters like Squeeze. Uh, fucking Dinosaur Dracula just did a fucking thing about this uh, on the yeah. Purple Stuff podcast. And it's fucking, if you ever watch that, go check out their podcast. They do a show once a month on like a specific pop culture topic. It's only one a month, so it doesn't really interfere with us. And I like those sure. guys. Jay has become my buddy, actually. Jay from Sludge Central. Love it. Um, uh, but they just did a thing talking about, I believe it was the 1986 or the 1987 Thanksgiving Day Parade. And it had an Alvin and the Chipmunks float because they had just released their animated movie, The Chipmunk oh. Adventure, theatrically in theaters, which I saw in theaters. It was awesome. Love it. Love it. Um, and then uh, years later, I wooed a young lady by buying her a copy of the Chipmunk Adventure soundtrack. And I learned all the words to Diamond Dolls and I sang it to her. And that's, Gomez, that's how you romance. You know it, baby. I love it. Love a boy over here. You know, I, there, I, I love love. And the things you do for love will surprise even yourself sometimes. 100%. And if that means memorizing an Alvin and the Chipmunks movie, then God damn it, Gomez, so be it. You do what you got to do, baby. You do <laughs> what you got to do to have some hot Floridian sex, Gomez. Bang, bang. <laughs> Which is what I'll be doing today on Thanksgiving. What? Oh, different kind of stuffing. I'm stuffing more than the turkey. <laughs> I love it. It's beautiful weather. This is a prime period to be in Florida. A lot of the a lot of the year it sucks. The humidity, the heat, yeah. it's fucking terrible. But this time right now, we're in like the mid-60s. It's sunny. Ooh, we got a nice, nice breeze. We have hot Floridian sex. It's so good. Sometimes you do it on the balcony and you get like that natural breeze and the little that little musk of the dusk, you know? Musk. But yeah, so the cheese stuffing Delicious It it really was It was basically a bowl full of uh, I'm going to say it like a white person Ricotta cheese Ricotta cheese, you need that ricotta But it's basically a whole thing of that And like some other cheeses and you bake it And it comes out mm. like this layer And you cut, and cut it into slices, pieces, whatever And it's just awesome So that was always like my like Biggest thing I looked forward to on Thanksgiving I'm just a mashed potatoes guy. I could just have a whole plate of mashed potatoes, baby. Every you have year always, like, always been a mashed always, potatoes guy. Always. We always tell Nana, Nana, you need to make more mashed potatoes for Thanksgiving. I need to have more. <laughs> there was one time, this is over 20 years ago now, Gomez, myself, and two of our friends, we would go, if a WWE pay-per-view was within driving distance, we would make a weekend trip out of it. Yes. And we'd go, we'd find a theme park in the area or something to, uh, do. What, what, something to do, you know, see the sights a little bit. So if it was Philly, Baltimore, whatever. And we were in Baltimore and we found an old country buffet. So yeah, we're like, we oh, did. let's go here for dinner. <laughs> yeah, we Gomez did. goes up to the buffet and made a plate, a full overflowing plate of just mashed potatoes <laughs> so i'm saying bro you need a plate of potatoes and then a plate of other stuff 
and he comes back to the table and we're all like just looking at him and he's like you know like this is normal for him so he doesn't think twice and we're like this dude really just took only mashed potatoes i don't see the issue bro i love some potatoes Oh, that was good, bro. They had grape soda on tap. Oh my <laughs> god, the fountain! I was, oh, what a, what a, oh, what a trip. <laughs> but you know, let, let's tell this story too. So we were we were staying at a Motel Six, and it was a creepy Motel yeah, Six. Yeah, it was, bro. But I mean, at the time, Gomez is probably nineteen. I think I had just turned twenty-one. I want to say this is October two thousand and three. So there was the game one of the World Series between yes, the Marlins and the yes, Yankees, right? We watched it in the hotel. Room. We watched it out there. I was the only one who was legally allowed to drink, so I had to buy the liquor. Yeah. And uh, when we go to check out, we pack our bags, we get everything together, we get in the car. As we're getting ready to pull back, a very shady, creepy man starts knocking on our hotel room door. And for a second, we're like watching him like, who is this guy? Like, what's Why he doing? Is, what's and then, like, we're like, yo, we better get the fuck out of here before, like, he realizes we're right here. And we took <laughs> off. We sped out of there before. <laughs> I don't know who he was. I don't know what he wanted. But we knew this is not the place to just hang around. So Nobody should be knocking on that door. There's nothing nobody needs to tell us about anything. So we're like, what the fuck is Oh, that so, was yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, wow. it was. We're talking 2003, I believe. 20 years ago. Crazy. Fucking wild, right? Uh, thank you guys for listening to the Car Jomez podcast. Once again, happy Thanksgiving. May it be wonderful for you and your families and your friends and, and even the people you don't like. <laughs> this is the time where we give thanks because you can't like people if you don't know what it's like to not like people. <laughs> You got both ends of the coin. I'm not gonna lie, it's, it's, it makes sense to me, bro. No holes. If you in like that everyone, door. how do you know you like them? That's what we talk, right? So we talk about movies. Everything's the best and the worst. No, you gotta have some middle ground to understand the goodness. And so the even today, give thanks for the people you despise, <laughs> the people you disdain, and the people you blatantly hate, because without them. You wouldn't know what it's like to love. I love it. <laughs> Remember to follow us on all the social media at Jomez. Hit that subscribe button. Leave a five-star review wherever it is that you listen to this. Or if you're on YouTube, get down in the comments. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you think as you're watching us. Follow up with us because we love that interaction. And Gomez, it's time for a little breaking news. Woo! Breaking news. What's going on in the world today, Joe? Well, you know, now that it's Thanksgiving, everybody's, if they haven't already, is prepping their big Christmas push, right? Yes. But we got a couple things that are just sneaking in here, right here, just, just under the radar, make it lost in the shuffle with Thanksgiving right here. Very, so very let's sneaky. talk about our friends, Mrs. Butterworth. What is this bitch up to, bro? Mrs. Butterworth is teaming up with Elf. Oh, shit. 
We are getting some elf branded sugar cookie pancake mix, Gomez. Ooh. And that is going to be at stores nationwide. Should be out already. It comes packed in with some frosting and some sprinkles in case you're going to yell. And then you can decide for yourself, Gomez, if you want to mix it with spaghetti and or M&M's. I'll probably pass on that last part, but I am very interested in this. Ooh, it looks man. great just from the pictures I saw on the box. So I'm excited. I want to try this. I don't normally use my oven for things. I was gonna say you're gonna you gonna cook these pancakes. I will. I cook because they call me the Colossus of cooking, I'm the professor yes, of pancakes. I actually, in my old age, I really don't even want pancakes. I'm a French Too toast much. guy. If I get the option. It's too much for you? Too heavy? What's the matter? Why are you? Why are you? No, I, I'd look at the three basic bread-based breakfast foods as waffles, French toast, and pancakes. And pancakes, yeah. for me, are the last one on there. Mm. I'd much rather, especially you give me some French toast, I will fuck you as a thank you. Mm. You, are, you are turning your back on the IHOP, and I cannot stand for this. It's true. This is unacceptable, bro. Uh, I have has French toast and omelets. I, that Colorado omelet. Listen, that, yes, let me tell you something about the, the Colorado omelet. The Colorado omelet is delicious. But man, will you have to hit the bathroom three <laughs> times before you even leave the restaurant? <laughs> I started ringing endorsement, Joe. Like, <laughs> it started off good. You got to do then... a cost-benefit analysis of how much <laughs> your time is worth because it's that good. Oh, I love a good IHOP. Mm, mm, mm. Love it. Uh, next up, Gomez, it's Taco Bell. Oh, what, what, what are they repackaging this time? These fucking They're not jerks. repackaging. Oh, but okay. They All are right. testing. Okay, testing's all right. At select locations oh, these jerks. in Chicago. So not even all of Chicago. Fuckers. Two stores in Chicago, I'm sure. But this is an item I think sounds good, so I'm hoping it tests mm, well. Yeah. Loaded breakfast tater tots. Ooh, okay. Tater tots seasoned with Mexican spices, mixed with scrambled eggs, your choice of bacon or sausage, and... A melted three cheese blend. That sounds great. That's a yes. good little thing. That's a good thing. Yeah, I like that. Mm. So I'm hoping that does well. That's something I would like to see at my local Taco Bell. I got to be surprised. Surprised that they're doing new breakfast things. It seems like their breakfast is very kind of just like whatever. I kind of feel like it's that way with all the fast food restaurants outside of yeah. like McDonald's. They oh, we brought back the bagels, you know. Yeah. But everybody else after the big breakfast rush of like ten years ago everybody's just kind of stagnated and okay it is what it is and it's true you, know, you don't whatever. get that very often so that's all i got with the news i took it easy on the news this week gomez because i feel like we got a lot to talk about oh okay a lot to talk about all right bro mm. i just want to ask before we get to talking about i just i see that the uh the mlb they announced their their finalists for the hall of fame mm-hmm. is I see. Well, this maybe is, this will be everyone on the new Hall of Fame ballot for next year's induction. A yeah. lot of first-time people added to the ballot this year. So I'm looking at these first-timers, and I guess Adrian Beltre is probably is he the only one that's going to get in here? On this I think he'll shot? get in. I think he'll get in. Anyone yeah. else? Because I see a lot of good, very good players. I see on this list. I would vote for Joe Mauer. Okay. I think he's going to be a very arguable case. Um. 
I think maybe he'll eventually get in. I don't think he'll get in this year. I like Maurer's career a lot. Yeah. Derailed by concussions. He derailed, and, yeah. I remember that. Um, but once they had to move him off catcher and he had to become a first baseman full time because of the concussions, he lost a lot of value. Whereas he was giving you ba- yeah. a batting title every year out of the yeah. catcher position. Which you never get. Then yeah. he went to a spot that you really need more power for. Slugging, yep. So you really weren't getting it there. I would still vote for Mauer. I think he had a great career. Um, also, Victor Martinez is someone I'm not yeah. certain on, but uh, someone whose career I really need to look at. He was very good for a long time, so I want to make sure I give him the due diligence there and and really decide if he was just Hall of Very Good or should he be a Hall of Famer. And then we also have a lot. Of, if you're a Mets fan, this is yes. the year for you because there are it nine is. former Mets on this ballot. Yes, sir. It's we got David Wright and Jose Reyes. Neither no one shot. of which I think will ever get in. No. I think Wright will get some support. Uh, Reyes will probably be off the ballot after this yes. year for not getting the 5%. Bartolo Colon is on the yeah. ballot. Yeah. And then you've got a lot of Hall of Very Good guy. Beltran is on the b- ballot, and he should get in. I don't know whether he'll get in this year because of the Houston cheating scandal, the, the banging scheme. Yes. Yes. You know, we all, we all know he how much they the love blade. to bang. Yes. So... <laughs> Banging scheme, banging scheme. Um, um, so I think Beltran should get in eventually. They may try to hold him out a year like they did with Roberto Alomar that time. Yeah. Uh, but I think he'll eventually get in. Bobby Abreu is on this list. Bobby Abreu, to me, is a Hall of Very Good guy. Yes, yeah, I mean, I'm Solid looking at this. for a long time. I don't look at him as one of like the all-time greats, however. Yeah, the, the, like this is like if you put a lineup of all these guys, whoo, forget it, you're killing it. But it's just like they just, they all, I feel like they're just missing that. They that either didn't have the long enough peak yeah. or they come in just kind of short just, of those milestone numbers. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I was wondering about that because I looked at that list and I was like, I could see one person and then just everyone else. See you later. One well, guy in there. I'm glad you brought up baseball Gomez because a brand new documentary Ooh. is on ESPN Plus and it coincided with this guy winning his second American League MVP award. It's called Shohei Otani Beyond the Dream. Oh, really? And that basically went on demand as soon as the voting was announced that he had won the MVP. It's an hour and 40 minutes long. For anyone who's a subscriber to ESPN Plus, you can go watch it whenever you like. I would suggest, at the very least, wait till you're done with this podcast. Listen to the whole thing twice on different apps, maybe. <laughs> Leave those reviews. Um, and now you know me, Gomez. I'm yep. an Otani fanboy. Yes, you are. And when Otani was first getting ready to come over here, you and I had the conversation, and you said, but is this guy really that good? And I said, Gomez, I am telling you. He is the Japanese version of Babe Ruth. And now what he's done since coming over to the United States is even more impressive. Surpassed that shit, bro. He has been as advertised and more to do what he's doing with the way we train our athletes now to be at that high a level is just absolutely incredible. And so I'm excited for this documentary. Give me Otani content. He's a free agent right now. Where is he going to go? Who knows? It's being kept very hush-hush. But give me Otani content. And we get this documentary, which to me fucking sucks. 
Oh, no. Oh, no. There is nothing about this guy that we learn. It's just he really likes baseball. His entire life is baseball. You don't find that there's no interviews with his family or his friends. I don't know if he even has friends. And I'm not saying that to be facetious. Genuinely, the whole thing is about how much he loves baseball and how it encompasses his life. And that's all well and good, but you do not learn anything about him. Even the people they interview in this documentary barely even fucking know him. Damn. It's like, oh, here's CC Sabathia, who might have shook hands with him outside batting practice one day. CC Sabathia. <laughs> it's narrated by Pedro Martinez. Okay. There's also a Japanese version, which is narrated by Hideki Matsui. That's cool. But the problem is that both of these guys are also guests in the documentary and have never met him. Like, they don't know him. So Pedro Martinez is doing a voiceover, and then he's just an interview, which it takes you out of it a little bit. And I assume it does the same for the Japanese, where Matsui's narrating, and then all of a sudden he's got to talk about him. And it's like, oh, yeah, he seems really good. (laughs) We we do get an interview with his uh, Japanese coach, who actually does know him. But it's very <laughs> tempered about what he says. And then we the best part, I think, is we get an interview with you, Darvish, who Darvish was the ace before Otani took over that spot. So Otani's the guy who replaced Darvish in the rotation where he, when he went to America. And then we find out about like they trained together a little bit, and that stuff is good. But realistically, all it did was make me want to see a documentary about you, Darvish. Hysterical. <laughs> he seems more interesting. Well, he's nearing the end of his career. He sure. obviously has a very interesting story. He's had a very crazy career, yeah. is very guarded. And it's obviously by design. It's obviously that he doesn't want to open up. He doesn't want to let you in. So to me, it was just like, why are you doing this if there's nothing to it? And I understand the point is, well, people are going to watch it. Because, bingo, I did. They just see Otani. Yeah, oh, this is going to be interesting. Oh, finally, we'll hear something. But it just left me with a very unfulfilled feeling after watching it. I was like, this was a waste of two hours. That's crazy. That's very that's, uh, it's upsetting to hear, bro, because I know, I know you love your boy. And if you told me it was good, I would check it out so that I could also learn about uh, your boy here but uh, I, I give it probably a double main man at best. oh no 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 no, no even no. at one point they're like hey so they're asking like all the the guests like why did he pick the angels that's one of the biggest questions like all these teams were offering him whatever it's like why did he pick the angels and every single one of them says hmm that's a good question you know you're gonna have to ask shohei and then <sighs> They ask another guy, and he's like, ah, you know what? You too. We'll have to ask Shohei. Joe Madden, Mike Sosha. You know, you're probably going to have to ask Shohei that. Then they Jesus go, and they say, hey, Shohei, why'd you pick the Angels? And he goes, eh, I just had a feeling. <laughs> Which may be true. Yeah, I get it. Sure. But, but it's not interested. Like, it's exactly. Yeah. Like you Especially know if you how, build it up. If you're going to do something like this, there's got to be a payoff, and there was no payoff to this. Very upsetting. Very upsetting. I want to bring up a sports documentary. It did not come out yet. It comes out this week. It comes out, well, it'll be out by the time you watch this. It's called Bye Bye Barry. 
It's a documentary on Amazon Prime about Barry Sanders. Yes, very awesome. And it wow. actually has, it features Barry Sanders. It, he's a part of it. So he will explain why he retired out of What about nowhere. people he, is it going to have people he knows? <laughs> I guess. But it seems like he, the whole selling point is like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to explain go behind my explanation of why I decided to retire out of nowhere. Like that's well, a the big fucking lions, point. duh. Well yes, I mean <laughs> playing for that shitty team will do that for you. But I mean he won MVP the year before he retired. Like like you know that's crazy to think about. For those of you who are too young, um and Barry Sanders has been retired probably 20 years now. No that's a long more time. than that. It's probably more than that, right? 20 years is us in 2003 going to to fucking the thing. So this has got to be, oh my gosh. I, I don't know, maybe. To, did he retire in the 90s still? 100% it would have to be. Uh, 99, he retired. Okay, wow. I thought it was a little earlier than that. But so yeah, over 20 years. But Barry Sanders, because the Detroit Lions play every year on Thanksgiving, me as a kid, like that was one of the things you had to look forward to. The Lions <laughs> always play that early game around noon Eastern time. Yes, they were the and first watching game. Barry Sanders, especially at that time, was the only reason to have the Lions on TV. Amazing. Yeah, maybe one year in a million they pull out a year where it's like him and Herman Moore and whatever <laughs> stiff they get on quarterback has runs into a hot streak once every eight years or something. But Barry Sanders was awesome. Barry Sanders is an all-time running back. And I know running backs don't mean much anymore in the league because it's a passing league now. But back when he used to run the ball, what he did, he was such a contrast, especially from like a Bo Jackson, who everybody else talks about, right? We all talk about Bo Jackson because he was this hulking athletic beast who could just run over you. Barry Sanders was finesse. Barry Sanders was speed and cutting and the way he can make defenders break their ankles like an Allen Iverson crossover, right? Yep. Barry Sanders Mm. was awesome. So I would like to see this. And hopefully they get actually people who know Barry Sanders (laughs) to give some uh, interviews and sit downs. Since 2000, the Detroit Lions are 6 and 17 on Thanksgiving. (laughs) Could you, you could you imagine? Now bro? they're they're eating too as of this recording, right? They're they having are a year. Having a year. They played uh great last year and they built upon it and they are you know one of the top teams in the NFC. Like it, they're gonna make some noise. We'll now see. remember they made that trade a couple years ago, giving away Matthew Stafford for Jared Goff to the Rams. Yes. Stafford goes on, wins the Super Bowl, so everyone's like, Oh my god, and Goff sucked. Now Goff has figured it out. Golf is doing his thing. You know, when golf has some protection and some, you know, some some plays behind, he's, you know, he wasn't bad. You know, he brought the Rams to, you know, right there to the cusp. He just couldn't get them over there because he's not, you know. But, damn, what a year to have. It's crazy to see. You know who does suck? Who sucks? Zach Wilson. (laughs) Oh, does he suck. Bro, this kid. I mean, I know the Jets' offensive line is not great, but uh, yeah, he's just also making a lot of dumb decisions. We can't keep defending this kid. Oh, it's not his fault. Yes, it is his fault. He's making bad decisions. He's even with Aaron Rodgers getting hurt 16 seconds into the season. If they just had a competent quarterback, 
they'd make the playoffs. Yeah. They'd be killing it right now. Like, honestly, the teams, they've lost some terrible games that they had no business losing. Correct. Like, four games that way. They'd be, you know, fighting for the first place. Could you imagine the Jets fighting for first place in the AFC? Nope, because we got Zach Wilson. Well, not no more, right? They announced today. We're going to switch it up. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) But this is why you should have signed a veteran quarterback Eight seconds after Rodgers got hurt. The minute Rodgers got hurt, there was no reason they shouldn't have tried to do it. I get it. They try, because, like, I get this, you start Zach Wilson after that, but you yes. got to have someone ready to go when he doesn't perform. Joe Flacco should have been on this team. You know, someone. Yeah, they because the Jets made it seem like, you know, oh, it's just two years. We'll do this Aaron Rodgers things, and then it's going to be back to Zach Wilson. He's going to learn from Aaron Rodgers. Oh, okay, bro. <laughs> That's a lot of learning. Nope. Fuck this. The Jets. They're doing the Jets are playing on Black Friday. There's a Black Friday game this year. Yeah, with uh now you get their new quarterback. What's his name? Boyle, Travis Boyle, Trevor Some, Boyle. T B. That's all yeah. I saw. T B sometimes. Tom. The the New York quarterbacks are some guy named Tommy DeVito and something Boyle. Oh, Tommy. Say hi to your mother for me. Fucking Tommy DeVito. Big win, baby. Big win. Yeah. Stop messing Hurt up their our draft. draft. Chances. Stop messing up our draft, you fucking jerk. What are you doing winning games, DeVito? <laughs> DeVito. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> oh, uh, Gomez, something else I watched this week, new on Netflix. Scott Pilgrim takes oh, off. Oh, baby. Now, if you guys I've go watched. back into the archives, Gomez and I did an episode oh, yeah. for Valentine's Day years ago about two of our favorite love stories. And Gomez picked Brokeback Mountain, and I picked Scott Pilgrim versus the world. <laughs> excellent choices, bro. Excellent Very choices. excellent choices. Not and now we get an eight-episode animated series on Netflix with the whole cast of the Scott Pilgrim movie returning to reprise their characters in animated fashion. And Mm. it is a similar setup to the movie, but then circumstances change and we get a a whole new story that evolves from the same premise. Yes. I love it. I watched seven episodes. I still got to watch that last one, but that, that swerve at the end of their first episode, it's like, Oh, okay. All right, because I the way it was built, right? It seemed like it was just a an anime version of the movie and comic that we love. You know, yeah, they mentioned the first there episode, might be some different things, but it's gonna be similar. The first episode is very much built it's basically in the, the same, same setup exact, yeah. as the movie. And then yes. there's a swerve at the end, and you're like, oh, well, what oh. happened? But even then, up until that point, I'm like, oh, like I can. Yes, I was still this. loving it. I was like, all right, I just love this movie. So I'm just the, happy. The to animation be there. was fun. Yeah. The, the opening theme song seemed like it didn't fit to me. Like, I understand what they're going for with that animated feel and whatever. Yeah. And it, it is, uh, I, I should say, that anime feel, not, yes, not so anime. much the animated, but like that kind of anime feel for what they're going for. I don't know. The opening theme song was the only thing I'm like, yeah, like I get it, but it just, it, it doesn't feel like it fits like what I think it should be, but everything else, the voice cast is great. The story is great. I was into this. I watched the whole thing straight, 
just as each episode's like a half hour, so yes. it goes quick. Twenty seven minutes it keeps you engaged. The characters are fun as it gets going, and now they're they're the characters are diverting from the directions yes. that you're you you know accustomed to from having watched the movie. If you if you've seen the movie, which you should, it's on Netflix as well right now. It's the best. So if you've never seen the movie, it's probably my, one of my favorite love stories. Definitely go check it out. It's well worth your time. Great cast up and down, and we get more of them, but doing different things now. And this is what I was yes. saying. Like I wanted for like a new masters of the universe show. Yes. Exactly like that. Where Stay, they take it take and the, then build take on it, it and build and do something different, but yes. respect the canon from which it came. And that's what this show gives us. I watched all eight episodes. I was very happy by the end of it. I was they sick. The land was over. Yes. They stick good. Awesome. Cause I'm like loving it. I'm like, Oh man, there's one episode left. I hope they, they, make it because it's everything's been perfect i've been loving it by the time it was over i was like oh man like that's good but it sucks it sucks that it's over (laughs) i'm i'm giving it start to finish quadruple main man love to hear i'm 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 probably gonna do the same once i finish because i'm telling you i haven't had to disappoint me yet every episode is great i love what they do like you said the animation is fantastic i mean the movie you know they give you that comic book video game feel, but now they mm-hmm. really get to lean into it because of the animation. Exactly, and and it's great how they how they do the fight scenes. I love uh, I love a lot of stuff. I love, like you said, I love being with the characters and getting more of the characters. Like hanging out with Chris Evans' character mm-hmm. is just fantastic. He's like that character is just so much fun, and I love getting to be like, oh, this is cool. We're getting to see a little bit more of them. Love it, love it, love it. If you love Scott Pilgrim. Ooh, run yeah, to see this if you run to already. see this make the time put put something aside and say you know what i'm gonna sit down and watch this show because it's definitely worth it and the quicker you see it the quicker you will not be spoiled because i'm surprised i still haven't seen a lot of that happening yet but i mean you know there's a big twist there that you, you might not want to know you want to go in fresh so definitely. yeah i would think so check it out oh what a show i'm so happy i that, that made my weekend. I was like, oh, I can't wait for this. Mm-mm-mm. Joe, I yeah. went to the movies this week, Joe. Really? Yeah, baby. I had to. I had something, to go to the movies. Something tells me you saw the number two movie in America with a certain little girl from your household this week. Of course. It was a family affair because we all had to run to see... The third installment of the Trolls. Where the Trolls band together. Trolls band together. Oh, big. We love the Trolls. This is a big Trolls household. Uh, my daughter's a big troll girl. We did troll birthday stuff. Like, we run to see the movies. She watches the animated TV show that they do based on the movies. We love us some trolls. So we were very excited to check this out. Especially because it's got in sync. The return of InSync. This is the big selling point. InSync is back, baby. Spoiler alert. They're in the movie for four seconds at the very end. <laughs> As like a little, hey, look, this is the guy. You'll hear them sing a little, but they don't play those other characters. Like the boy band that's in the movie, that's not in sync. Their singing voices is in sync, but that's not in sync. So mm. don't go thinking you're going to hear... You know, Chris Kirkpatrick being silly, he's not. I mean, that was my incentive to go see the movie, was Chris Kirkpatrick being silly. 
I need to see what that Joey Fatone troll looks like. Listen, if there's one thing we know from the past 20 years, it's none of us have to wonder what Joey Fatone is up to because he tells you. <laughs> Joey Fatone is everywhere. Everywhere. Good for him. I'm glad. Right? He took that shit and he's like, I don't need to stop working. <laughs> I was a little surprised with how little money, at least what I think is little money. I thought Trolls was going to be a blockbuster. We talked about this because we were wondering because all you know these other animated movies haven't done so well. So we're like, let's see how Trolls does. This is a big uh, thing. The third installment you think could be popping. I feel like with this generation of kids, Trolls is a monster. Yes, it's the thing. Yeah, it's not like we're running these kids to see the stuff we grew up with. Now this is their thing. Yes. And Trolls came in second behind Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Even that made $44 million this, this week. Mm. Trolls made 30.6. Mm. Now, I don't know if Trolls should have made 100, <laughs> but if you would have told me Trolls hit 60 million, I would have been like, yeah, okay, yeah, kind of makes sense. Yeah, I uh let's see, let's see. The first trolls did 46 opening weekend. So it's it's pretty much in line. And then the other one was with the pandemic. So we don't we don't count the second one. Yeah. The second one went straight to VOD or whatever nonsense. But the, so the first one made 46 million opening weekend. So you know, it's kind of it's there, you now, know. Is this one of those things where people are holding back for the holiday weekend? And now this second week, trolls will see a massive bump from a, like a four-day weekend. I mean, that sounds great, but Disney is releasing a new animated movie this week, so no. So <laughs> trolls is finished. Like that's the end of trolls. Like, I mean, maybe it'll eventually, maybe it'll stay in theaters for a couple weeks because the holidays and I don't think anything else kid-related is coming out uh, this year besides this Disney movie. So maybe, but yeah, they picked a bad week. I don't know who picked the weekend first, but you basically killed yourself. You cut your legs off. Well, speaking of cutting your legs off, despite Trolls only doing 30 and Hunger Games coming in first, all people could talk about at the box office this weekend was the demise of the Marvels, which Mm. saw a 79% drop (sighs) from opening weekend. And finished at 10.2 million, tied with the horror movie Thanksgiving. See, that's crazy to me, too. It's because, like, I feel like the word of mouth for Marvels has been good. People are saying, hey, it's a fun movie. It's fun. It's it's 90 minutes. It's fun. But it's not helping. Nobody it's not helping. <laughs> it's not at helping all. at all. Two week total or two weekend total now. Of $65 million, which is what they were expecting for opening weekend. Mm. This is a catastrophe for Marvel. That's a bad one. That's not bad. The other ones, the other stuff has been a little, like, relaxed. It's not that bad. Because, you know, Ant-Man still made a lot of money. Ant-Man Guardians had a still low, made a lot of Guardians money. did well. Ant-Man still made a lot of money. This yeah. movie's not even going to touch this 100 million. This movie is not, like, this This is the disaster that everyone's been like, yeah, no, this is the problem. The other stuff, no. They still made their money relaxed. This one, mm, this is a sequel to a billion dollar movie, folks, making not even 100 million. That's bad. We definitely never get Captain Marvel solo again. She oh, will no. pop up in other things. 
I'm sure, but no, she is not. I hope that doesn't hurt Kamala. I hope that doesn't hurt her. I hope she I mean, still gets to do her thing. At this point, they already tried to bleach away secret, um, secret invasion. They're going to act like this doesn't exist now. This, this has to just go in the closet, pretend it never happened, and try to find that magic again. But I, I am of the belief that this is like the Marvel thing just in 2008 with Iron Man, just the right thing at the right time. They just happened to hit it, and now it's over. So now we're, we're basically in those 1993, 1994, 1995 WWF years where we're past Hulkamania and just hoping the new thing hits pretty soon. I will say this. Uh, yes, this is terrible. This is bad. But um, this whole year, it's been a lot of a lot of flops yes. this year. Like, this is the worst of it. But all these other movies did not do good either. Yeah. Like, Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones was especially. a disaster. Fast and the Furious was yep. a disaster. So it's it's a Marvel problem. But it's just a, a blockbuster problem. Mission Impossible, disaster. Yeah, These are all big movies that were supposed to kill it. They did not. But look at what these budgets are now. The Marvels, $275 million. Indiana Jones, $300 million, right? Like, That's the problem. Even if, you make, too much. even if you make money on that, how much can you actually make? You know, like, you're basically saying this movie has to make $500 million. Yes, you're setting yourself up for failure. When you can only celebrate when a movie makes half a billion dollars, you're going to be disappointed a lot because that's not a normal thing. That doesn't happen, you know? Marvel had a hot streak. Not every movie made a billion dollars. They had a two-year window where their shit was popping off towards the end of their story. But that's it, bro. These movies don't make money like that. And now it's going to get worse. They announced... Pedro Pascal, bro, is going to be Mr. Fantastic. Is that official? It seems like it's as official as can be without the official announcement. I I love him. I think it'll be fine because he's good and he'll make it work. Plus, we don't know what direction they're going with. But when I see him and how he acts and stuff, that's not Mr. Fantastic to me. I don't think of him as a Mr. Fantastic either. You know, smartest guy in the in the world, cocky, but nerdy cocky, not not Iron Man cocky. Mm-hmm. You know, like I get bitches cocky, like not that. Like this is a oh hey, I'm <laughs> you thought the square root of that <laughs> one of those fucking yeah. Poindexters. So I don't know, I don't get that from there, but we'll see. I don't know. <sighs> These next couple of years are going to be very interesting, just for movie going as a whole, because. If these movies ain't making money, guess what? We ain't going to be getting these movies anymore. Yes, I wonder what the new thing, like what will what will take over. Something's got to take over. And it ain't going to be toy movies as much as Mattel thinks it's going to yeah. be. It ain't that, bro. It ain't G.I. Joe ain't popping off. The seventh G.I. Joe ain't going to be the one that hits. I'm sorry to tell you, folks. You know, it might be better, but please, we'll get out of here. Uh, real fast, Joe, I watched something else that had superheroes. Uh, Invincible on Amazon Prime. This is an animated uh, superhero show. This is the second season. It just came out two weeks ago, a week ago. They do their episodes weekly. 
So when I watched it, there was only two episodes out. Um, this is a show. It's about a, uh, I guess, like a Superman figure, right? And uh, he has a son. And so it's about the son becoming a superhero. That's the gist of it without getting into meat and potatoes. Season one was fantastic. I think you should watch this show. Uh, if you like the boys and shit like that, it's it's a mature show. And uh, the voice I'm a mature acting, man. <laughs> the voice acting is great. Uh, it's the guy from Walking Dead. Uh, Stephen was he Stephen Yang, something like that, right? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. He plays the main character, Invincible. Uh, the the dad is uh, J.K. Simmons. He plays the the Superman kind of character. Uh, it's great. I'm telling you, there's a uh, there's a hook like something happens halfway through that changes the dynamic of the show. And uh, it's just fantastic. I read the comics. It's the guy who did uh, Walking Dead, actually. It is. It's uh, Kirkland. Robert Kirkland, I believe his name is. Okay. This is his series. You know, all these, like, independent guys, when they can't do Superman and Batman, they kind of make up their own, like, little world, like the boys, like this. And uh, it's great. I think you would you would really like this show. Check it out. Amazon Prime. Invincible. Mm. Good shit. All right. Gives me something to put on the list. Maybe fit it in during this holiday weekend. Yeah, a little extra time, maybe. That's what I figured. You might have some time in between the hot Floridian sex. You know, you know. Let's let's not get carried away. <laughs> you get very busy. You gotta take a break, hydrate. You know, watch an episode or something. Yo, at one point, I had to be like, "Hey, do you have any Gatorade? I seem to have left all my electrolytes on her stomach." Uh... You gotta have a, a nurse put an IV in you before you you go out <laughs> on the town. <laughs> oh, you got anything else? Because there's, there's one other thing I just want to talk about real fast. Did you get around to watching the new comedy special on Netflix? I did. Oh yeah. So our boy that we see on Facebook all the time was it Matt Rife? Is his Matt name Matt Rife? He yes. has owned social media. If you've opened TikTok, if you've scrolled through Instagram Reels, you have seen Matt Rife. And we've spoken about him here yes. before because he's been just inescapable. He's everywhere. Yes, you can't escape it. You can't get away from it. And yet, I've, I'm not a big stand-up comedy fan, so I really haven't seen any of his work. I just see the videos I'd come across, and they're usually pretty funny. But it's just him doing crowd work. Usually crowd work. It's usually, you know, messing with a heckler or a girl saying something. It's always crowd work. Yeah. For and reason. I think after watching this Netflix special, For we know why. reason. This boy is so unfunny. This is one of the worst stand-up specials I ever saw in my fucking life. This guy fucking stinks. Holy shit. I'm watching it now. I was talking about this with my buddy, Knick. Because Knick... The day before I watched it, had sent me a clip of him talking about social media. And I'm going, I'm like, there's not really anything funny about it. But I mean, there's a lot of truth in what he said, but it just wasn't funny. And I, I was like, oh, this guy has a new Netflix special. He's going to be a fucking millionaire now. And then I go the next day and I go, oh, let me find it. I watch his special on Netflix. I, I forget what the name of it is, but it's him live in Washington, D.C., and it's about an hour long, so it's not, you know, like overbearing. But I didn't laugh once. Not no, once. Bro. No, bro. And I just keep waiting. And, and I'm going, I'm going, maybe it's a me problem, you know? 
because I don't usually get into stand-up specials. But I, you know, when I do watch them, and it's usually like the big name guys, the Kevin Hart's or the Chappelle's, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, whatever. Like that whole thing Kevin Hart did a couple of years back with the brick oven pizza bop, fucking bop, made bop, my year. Bop, bop, bop. Made my year. <laughs> Uh, and I'm going, geez, like, man, at best, this is mediocre. And then the way he finishes it, like, even the crowd noise seems piped in. It seems like a laugh track a lot of the times throughout the entirety of the special. And then he finishes it with, like, and they said all I could do was crowd work. And he drops the mic, and I'm like, yeah, they did, because you can. Yeah, he did no crowd work. And it's like, bro, you should have did some... I mean that's okay. Some people are good at that. That's okay. Crowd being good at crowd work, that's important. Being but, good whew. at crowd work is very difficult because it puts you yes. on the spot. Yes, you gotta be quick. You know, He's not very quick. everybody can do that, but also not everybody could take the time and write out something. I as uh, like I'll call a spade a spade, especially over the past year. I've been approached multiple times to do stand-up comedy. I would love to do it. It's something that's on my bucket list that I would like to try. At the same time, I don't think it's something I would be good at. So much of what I think makes me funny is me reacting from quick. somebody else doing something. Quick, quick. Yep. That's just the way I am. When I sit down and I try to write out a five-minute bit, I, I sit there. I don't even know where to start. I don't know what's funny because I don't know what I'm feeling in that moment. Something could change. Something could happen that morning that fucking fuck. I like, I just don't know. And so if you, if you haven't seen me do any stand up, there's a reason why I don't think I can do it as much as I would like to say, yeah, I'd like to be able to do it. I don't think I can. And I'm sure I'm going to try it at some point. I'm also pretty sure it's gonna suck always to tell you you're gonna you suck for a while <laughs> takes time you know but even i have a friend who's doing some stand-up shows right now and i've been a little bit of a script doctor he, he'll tell me a joke and i'll be like oh it's okay but you don't know make it funnier if you do this this and this and i punch it up a little bit and then like i'll get the video of his live show like the day after or something and the fucking crowd pops right. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, that was that was me. I'm proud of that. Like, I'm proud be. of that. Yes, you should, of course. But as far as doing it myself, man, it's not it's not easy. Mm. My goodness, you stink, bro. Matt Rife. Fuck. Man. Natural selection is called. Natural selection. And listen, I understand this guy's like. Bet on himself, put out his his whole thing. Yeah, like, go for him, bro. That. Yeah, hundred percent. Like this is a go guy, for like, you, bro. He's Do fucking doing it right. Like he's yeah, built an care. audience for a reason. Um, but man, this special, I just watched it and I was just like, I, maybe it's just me. But nah, thankfully, it wasn't just me. And you're someone who watches a lot of these yes. specials. I watched it with my wife. We were excited because we both we this motherfucker's everywhere. So she, we were both like. Oh, like I'm we're both excited to watch a comedy special. Let's see what he does. And we were just like, this is fucking dreadful. We were just like, like what a buzzkill. We're having a couple of drinks. We're like, oh, it's gonna be fun watching a comedy show. And it's just like and he's like the young cool, <sighs> yes, like he's the, like the hot 
young guy right now. Yeah, right? so I was like, oh, this would be fun. And then he just goes on about these fucking crystals at the start. It's just like, he's Jesus, such a bro. long storyteller, too. Yes, everything he does is dress. excessively long. And then there doesn't appear to be a punchline. <laughs> oh, brother. Next time. Definitely the worst. I, like I said, I've been watching comedy all year, right? That's my thing this year, trying to catch up on comedy. By far the worst special I've seen this year, and it's not even close. Do not recommend. Stay away, folks. Oof. Mm. Which brings us, Gomez, to our main event of the evening, as selected by the Wheel of Fortune. Yes, it, it is was. the 25th anniversary, almost 26, because it was released at the beginning of the year. But yeah. it's the 25th anniversary of the major motion picture Spice World, Ooh. starring Mel B, Mel C, Emma Bunton, Jerry Hollowell, and uh, Victoria, now Beckham, the Spice Girls. Mm-hmm. Well, well, what does IMDb say for that? I'm very curious how they how they describe this this certain picture here. World famous pop group, the Spice Girls, zip around London in their luxurious double decker tour bus, having various adventures and performing for their fans. Mm, okay. Yeah. So this right. was technically released at the tail end of 97, but only in, in the United Kingdom. It did have a January 98 release in yes. the United States, which is why we're calling it an anniversary yes. this year for 25 years. And Gomez, it's hard to go back and put yourself in the mindset of just how big the Spice Girls were in popular culture at that time, right? Yes. You know, sometimes we lose the context of things. 100%. And right now, like, we see it with Taylor Swift, where everything she does is a happening, right? And she goes oh, to the yeah. f- football game. It's a big deal. The guy goes to her concert. It's a big deal. She farts. It's a big deal. You know, oh, she's re-recording her songs. It's a, Everything she does is a big deal. And I feel like that's where the Spice Girls were at, right? Like, the, the pinnacle of celebrity dumb you know back at this point the spice girls were that level they were number one on trl they had an equal amount of fans and haters you know people who love their pop music which is very basic and upbeat and positive and people who hate their pop music because it's you know manufactured and whatever yuck boo you know But we're also coming off a time where in the early 90s, you know me, I like to go, but where did it come from? Yeah, you love it. The early 90s coming out of the the hair bands, the beginning of hip hop, we get more into where the early 90s are now grunge, Grunge, alternative, gangster rap, R&B. This is what's taken over music. We kind of lost pop for a while in there. Yeah, I guess definitely. And here come the Spice Girls. So where did the Spice Girls even fucking come from, Gomez? That's what I asked myself. I don't know. Tell me, please. I hope you know. England. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) Uh, Basically, there were 
a, a management group in England in the looking about for girls. 94. They they were looking to put together an all girl group because they saw a lack in the marketplace of it. 100%, so they held yeah. this big open audition. They come out of there with Victoria, Mel B, Mel C, and another girl named Michelle Stevenson. What the fuck? So these were going to be your four girls. Eventually, Jerry Hallowell comes on for the second round of auditions. She she couldn't make the first. She had been auditioning for movie parts and stuff with not so great success. And uh, so they're, they she's added to the group. They have this five. And then at one point, uh, Michelle Stevenson is kind of kicked out. Ooh, they say they, they're questioning her commitment to the group mm. and questioning her talent. So she's kicked out and they bring in Emma Baby Spice. And now at this Baby time, they're not even called uh, the Spice Girls. They're called Touch. That was going to be their name. Oh, that's not they're bad. Different. You know, girl group. Ooh, Touch. Yeah, yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, one of the first songs they, they work on is a song called Sugar and Spice. So they decide to call themselves, oh, like this fits us better. Let's call ourselves Spice. So that's what they're going with now. As they go on, they're working. They're trying to get themselves out there. Turns out there's a rapper with the name of Spice. And since most people in the industry who had heard their demo would just go, oh, it's those Spice Girls, they changed their name to the Spice Girls. Love it. That's great. Love that. Uh, eventually, they break away from this management team because they don't feel like they can get them to the next level. They sign on with uh, another one who gets them hooked up with Virgin Records. And in 1996, in the United States, the single for Wannabe drops, and the world is Game different changer. forever. Game changer. This is a song where you could not escape it. Hell it no. was everywhere. When MTV still mattered, and believe me, there was a time where MTV didn't just show ridiculousness for 24 hours. Could you imagine something besides that? Come on. Bullshit. This video was on all the time. Your, your local pop station was playing this 15, 20 times a day. This song was everywhere. The guys sung it to make fun of it, but we still thought the girls were hot. The girls sang it because they thought it was fun and upbeat. And the message of the Spice Girls, the whole girl power thing, didn't seem contrived. They seemed to really believe it, you yes. know, in, in female empowerment and stuff. And that became, the you know, their trademark for, you know, lack of a better term. It became what they're probably most known for was that whole female empowerment thing that had kind of gotten lost in the shuffle coming out of the sexed up cock rock times yes. of you know the, the yes. rock and roll 80s and early 90s 100 percent. the spice girls are on everything from lunch boxes to dolls they were marketed the fuck out of them so they got overexposed very quickly and they kind of ran out of songs pretty quickly after like two albums, really. <laughs> yeah. But for a moment in time, the Spice Girls were the fucking jump off. Could never take that moment away. They were the shit. Their concerts were sellouts all over the world. They were the top charts of fucking everything. They were on every award show. They were winning awards. They're, you know, equally loved and hated, too. And that's 
There's no indifference there, right? John Cena, you either love him or you hate him, but someone's making mo- noise during them. I've seen the Spice Girls live, I think, twice. Woo-hoo. I enjoyed myself both times. I'm excited for them to do another concert. I'd go see them again. Love it. But Gomez, what everybody wants to know is what was your ranking of the Spice Girls? <laughs> I think number one, I believe, I'm trying to think, it's been a while. I'm not. I'm pretty sure it was Ginger because uh, I was into. I love the curves, you know. I, she has some curves compared to some big bosoms, right? She always wore her little things. For those of you who are just listening, <laughs> Gomez just propped himself up and cupped his breast very affectionately My bosoms, as he described yeah. Ginger Spice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she was always my favorite. I mean, just but we're going by looks, right? Because are we talking about singing? Like, we, no, we care no about this. About I'm just making sure that we are, you know, not being respectful right now. <laughs> but yeah, Ginger, I guess uh, Ginger, Scary Baby, Posh, and Sporty, and sporty Last. Yeah, I think that sounds about mine. Right. Was Ginger? I mean. She Ginger was a little bit older. She had that little bit old, like she wasn't quite a MILF, but she just you know, she, she had like... more of that look than than the other ones, right? So Ginger was my girl. And what there are very few things as iconic as seeing Ginger Spice in that Union Jack dress. Yes. Like when I think the Spice Girls, Ginger Spice is forever wearing that dress. Sure. So Definitely. Ginger was always number one for me. And then I probably go posh, baby. sporty, scary baby. Really? Babies last for you? I figured, okay. She looked too young oh. for me. <laughs> Whoa, all right, there. Yeah. Look at Joe. That's right, folks. We don't mess with them youngins. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's older than me. I think she's like 46 now. <laughs> I love it. But she always looked like very young. She did. Like, she, that's I didn't want did, a spice yeah. girl. I wanted a spice woman. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, I, I was a young lad myself. I, I was, and this is, you know, I, I, I love the the old, especially at that point, like the the older chick fantasy. Fuck, dude, come on. I love it. <laughs> All right, so that's good. Uh, has your rankings have, have they changed? Do you still feel the same way about these young ladies? Oh man, you know it's. I remember, um, like I really don't know what they look like right now. You know, I like what are they sure. really doing? I know they're going back on tour, but um, for a while when Mel B was, uh, um, yeah, Mel B when she was married to Eddie Murphy and still making yeah. appearances, like. She was always in good shape. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. She's crazy. But she just got her body to the point where she looked like she was carved out of marble. Oh, yeah. Like her body was just absolutely insane. Yes, sir. (laughs) Oh, it's a horny episode, folks. (laughs) It's been a while. Hey, you're talking about the Spice Girls with two guys who were in there. No, that was the prime. Yes, Vice Girls prime age for us. Like we were, ooh, yes, hundred percent, bro. Ninety-seven. Come on, a lot of electrolytes were spilled over the Spice Girls in those years. (laughs) 
So they made a movie, Joe. Uh... And it's just the next logical step right there everywhere. They're doing advertisements on everywhere. They're endorsing everything. They've got merchandise. A movie seems like the next logical step. And That's so definitely a thing get... back then, right? Like I feel like nowadays our pop stars... They don't they don't do that. Like they eventually try to be actors, but like back then it was like, hey, you gotta bang a song, we gotta put you in a movie. Well, he, here's the thing. It's not that necessarily they were trying to be actors. I mean, Ginger Spice and Baby well, Spice yeah. had done auditions and tried to get some roles previously. I believe Ginger and Posh even knew each other from going on an yes. audition earlier. Yes. Um but even once they become the Spice Girls, they're not trying to parlay this into individual movie careers. It's just, here's a movie about the Spice Girls, similar yes. to the Beatles. It's not like the Beatles went out and Paul McCartney started doing movies like Elvis. They just did their Beatles movies. And that's what I kind of feel this is. Yes. You know, so, but think about the level of stardom you have to get to to where this becomes a conceivable thing. How many bands or how many groups or how many musical artists get the opportunity to do this kind of thing? We're seeing it right now because we're in that Taylor Swift era. Sure. You know, we she, we've got her concert thing, but it's not even a movie, it's a concert film. Yes, and she's never really done anything like that. She's had small roles here and there, but they've yeah. never capitalized on Taylor Swift. Here you go. Let's yeah. do this. The Jonas Brothers they did a concert movie too, right? It, but sure. it was a concert. But they they Disney kids, so they always exactly. been. Yeah. They've always been. They got Camp Rock, like that's their big thing. See, even even Miley Cyrus, she did the Disney stuff, but now yeah. she does the music stuff and doesn't do the movie stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can't remember last time she was in something. Hundred percent. Yeah, she definitely doesn't. So this is a big deal. I mean, it you're is. talking a. You know, superstars who basically revolutionized the celebrity paparazzi narrative of like what it was at the time. You know, before this, you'd get like the the tawdry stories on the National Enquirer of like secret <laughs> love children story. and whatever. <laughs> yes. But like, I feel like the Spice Girls kind of changed the way paparazzi built celebrity. You know, like the Kardashians kind of come out of the Spice Girls. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, so we get this movie. That doesn't really have a plot. Bro, this movie is just... It's basically, hey, we got the biggest pop stars in the world. We want to put them on the big screen. and Because like they're just playing themselves. They're not playing it. It's just like, we just want to make a, a Spice Girl something. Something we can get extra money off of these people. Let's just throw them in a movie... Uh, what's the movie about? I don't know. They're gonna. They, they got a concert to play or some shit. I they don't gotta. Know, they bro. gotta make it to the Royal Albert <laughs> Hall by five o'clock. Like I don't know. Some and then shit. there's gonna be these two characters off to the side talking about making a Spice Girls movie. There's gonna be this character on this side who's apparently all their best friends and she's pregnant and getting ready to have yes, a baby. The pregnant girl. Yes, they're all upset because they can't be with their pregnant friend. We need to quit the band. But basically, every chance we get is gonna be a chance for the Spice Girls to perform a song. And yes. <laughs> And when, we get, and when we get to the end, they're going to perform their new hit single off the album that's just about to come out called Spice Up Your Life. I love it. You do. You get full performances. It's like, oh, we're going to do a run through. And then it's just them singing a song. It's so funny. <laughs> but smart, right? Like, I don't know what. What, do you what want else would in a you Spice do with Girl this movie? movie exactly. right? Like, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> and now, like I said last week, I saw this movie in theaters with my friends. So it's a group of fucking 16-year-old boys 
probably five, six of us deep, going to see the Spice Girl movie. Do you think we're looking for Citizen Kane when we sit in that theater and spend our $7 to see this opening week? <laughs> I love you. It. Tell me, not, bro. No, definitely not. You definitely no. you're going for the ladies. I want to see five attractive women just exist. Like I hope they go to the pool. Yeah, like, exactly. Just like, <laughs> so they go to the beach. I hope, I hope it rains. <laughs> no one has an umbrella. <laughs> I get it. hundred <laughs> percent. Opening weekend, this movie makes ten and a half million dollars. It finishes domestically at twenty nine three. Worldwide, it grosses fifty-six million, all on a twenty-five million dollar budget. So it does make money. Wait, the fuck did they spend twenty-five million, Joe? <laughs> well, what? there's that scene with the bus where it's kind of just the bridge. <laughs> where the fuck did I will never understand movie budgets, bro? Like that movie, there's nothing to this movie. <laughs> oh my goodness! And we get we get Nightcrawler in this movie. Nightcrawler, he's the big part of the movie. Yes, he's in he's the whole the... movie. But yes. as I'm watching now, I didn't know him back then. Sure, but yes. Of now course. I'm watching, and I'm like, oh my god! Like this is the kind of things he used to have to do. <laughs> oh, you got to pay those bills, bro. You know, George went as like a fucking Fugazi movie producer. Oh, so funny, bro. <laughs> Alan Cummins, what do you stoop to, bro? <laughs> I was in the theater. <laughs> Gomez, what, when did you first see this movie? You've seen this movie before this, right? I seen it uh like I rented it like when it came out. Like I didn't okay. go to the movie theaters. I saw it eventually. So like, you oh, rented let's, it let's to have some this. private time. <laughs> I said, Oh, let me see. No one's around. It's gotta be something good on this tape. Oh, so like I I watched this and I didn't remember much about it. Like I'm like I, I know there's a, a they got to get to a show. That's all I remember. Something about a show at the end. That was it. And uh, I mean, what was there to remember? It's not much to remember. I was like, oh okay. I'm just sitting there like, so is, is anything gonna like happen? Like is something like no. The the depth <laughs> of the script in this movie is. Comparable to the kiddie pool at Munchkinland. I wish they made one of these movies that these fucking guys were talking about at the the lunch meeting, trying to pitch the movies. Make one of those fucking the crazy Spice movies. Force Five or something, please. Like this was just. Uh... <laughs> but again, I mean, I, I want to say we're not the the target audience, but at the same time, we are right. We are one hundred percent. We were, we target were the target audience, like it's little girls and adolescent boys. Like that was the the audience. Uh, so I mean, I guess, I guess you get what you want, right? It's the girls dressed up doing that. I don't know. I don't know. At the end of the day, I don't know what more you could have wanted out of this film. You got of. At least they didn't take themselves too seriously. It's not like they tried no, making they're having this fun. They're having this a fun magical time. piece of art in the cinema. You know, they, it's not <laughs> like it was that. They obviously knew what they were working with. They try to give everyone a little shine and make the jokes. You get stuff like when they're doing the photo shoot and trying on the different costumes, and then dressing up as each other and making their little jokes about each other. You know, while they're there. And honestly, I kind of liked it. When it was over, and I watched this on twitch.tv slash mezmovie, along with the other highlights 
to the 90s that Gomez provided in between showings. Yes, baby. I I went away from this going, I know this isn't like a great movie, but I think it's perfectly acceptable for what it was trying to be. I get it. I get it. I was bored out of my mind, but I understand why someone could enjoy it. I just wanted something to happen because I was just like, I just want to listen to them. Like, I just want to listen to the CD now. Like, I just want to, like, I just want to listen to Spice Girls. I mean, at the end of the day, isn't that what they're really going for, though? Is like, yes. hey, now this I is just to a Spice. vehicle a to get you to buy. The, exactly. Now go out and buy the new album. Yes. Now go out and buy the concert tickets. Now go out and buy a T-shirt or a doll or whatever. I mean, even stuff like when they're doing the performance in what appears to be like a piazza and they have all the, the hunky boys come in with the chaps. Like <laughs> there's all, a bunch of them wearing captain's hats, all dre- dressed up as me 25 years it. beforehand. Um, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, it's a bunch of hunky boys dressed as me hanging out with the Spice Girls. Like that <laughs> pops me. Oh, I get it. I get it. I know what it's like to be a hunky boy. It's a burden some days, I understand. Listen, you know, you can't turn this off. <laughs> oh, you want me to hit some music, Joe? Yeah, let's hit the music. <laughs> Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? Man, 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 a quadruple main man, are you our man? Are you our man? All right, Joe, Spice World, 97, 98, depends on where you live, when you saw it, but uh, where does this fall on your main man standings? Listen, I went in expecting garbage. I don't think this is garbage. I'm not going to tell you it's the world's greatest movie, but I don't think this is like Razzie worthy either. I don't think it's great, but I don't think it's like that level bad. There are movies that I've seen and we've reviewed on this show that are that level. Remember Sausage Party? Remember Skinamarink? Remember Ghostbusters Afterlife? Those are really bad movies that are trying to be like great movies. This is not that. This understands what it is and is trying to have a very lighthearted time with the content. And watching it now, I'm able to appreciate even much more now than I was 25 years ago, able to appreciate the tongue-in-cheekness that it's giving you during this. So I'm going to give it a two and a half main men double and a half main man two and a half stars is where i'm gonna go right in that middle it's not great but i'm entertained enough and it's a good reminder of just how big these girls were a part of popular culture they were everywhere during my adolescence and it's always good to think back and remember this happened in a year before most people had cell phones you know even in this movie there's only like two people with cell phones and they're both the size of those Zach Morris bricks that we're used to see. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's a cell phone, baby. That's what a cell phone. You know, there's was. no such thing. We're still we're still a decade away from the iPhone. Yes, literally. 10 years. 2007. Mm. Um, so like I get what you're saying. Uh the movie is not terrible and like it's terrible. Like when you think of a terrible movie, I would not think of Spice World. 
But it's not a good movie. I was very bored. I was very bored by this movie. Just sitting there waiting for something to happen. But again, it's not like, oh, these girls are terrible. This is so I'm not gonna shit on it too much. I guess I'll go. Let me see. You gave it a two and a half. So I gotta go like a one and a half, two. Wow. Like we'll do we'll do a one and a, we're gonna go one and a half. May, maybe two, but well, I'll just say one and a half. We're not gonna be too generous for the Spice Girl movie. Again. You know, you're going to like hearing them sing the songs, but just fucking put on the CD, bro. Come on. <laughs> uh, now, at the end, we do get like some scenes during the sequels where they're showing like kind of behind the scenes of making the movie yes. and stuff. And that was supposed to lead into a sequel. And a sequel probably would have happened because at the end of the day, this movie did make a little bit of money. Sure. Um, but it turns out about four months after this movie releases, Ginger Jerry leaves the band. Bastards. She's she's burnt out by the fame, you know. It's a lot. <clears throat> yeah, you it's know, and lot. they went from zero to one hundred almost overnight. Yeah. So people want it, that until they get it, and it's like, whoa, it's a lot. And the movie even touches on that a little bit, you know, where they're being rushed yes, from appearance to, to appearance, yeah. and then they at no one point they think themselves. they got the morning off, and then the guy's yeah. like, "Hey, I'm sorry, you can't have the morning off because James Bond said so," and <laughs> and it, it is James Bond. <laughs> It is. <laughs> what is it, Rod, Roger Moore? It was Roger yes. Moore, yeah. You know, Meatloaf, as the bus driver, That's gets his boy. one good line. They want him to clean the toilets. At one point, he's like, hey, I would do anything for those girls, but I won't do that. It's great. Beautiful. That's how you write movies. That's <laughs> how you write cameos right there. Say your line, get the fuck out. <laughs> you know, we get Elton John in there for a scene. We get Elvis Costello in there for a scene. So I think like that kind of stuff and, you know, just a reminder of kind of what pop culture was for the time does give it some points for me. And, you know, it's a good reminder of where we were as a society in that moment, because the Spice Girls definitely were a moment. Yes. These movies have been de time capsules. Definitely. Where you're just like the moment. Wow. I remember this. Wow. Now, what a time. I'm not a Beatles fan. I've never seen any of the Beatles movies, but no. I assume this movie is kind of like what I imagined those Beatles movies to be like. Like, I've never seen A Hard Day's Night. No. But I'm assuming this is that same kind of thing where it's the Beatles rushing around trying to make, you know, something so they could go be the Beatles somewhere and they keep, you know, getting hit with different circumstances. I think so. I've never seen one either. You know, it's it's like when they make the joke about Three's Company. Like, oh, remember the episode where they had a misunderstanding? Like, that's what I feel like, you know, these movies with these bands, these musical groups would be. They're basically commercials to turn you on more to the music and make you want to buy the album, make you want to buy some concert tickets. 100%. Hmm, all right. So the wheel, not too bad, right? Not too bad. No, um, I, this was a good one to look back at because without this, I probably never would have. Like, why would I sit down and watch Spice World? No. 100%. I agree. Um, this week in the movie theaters, there's two big releases. There's uh, my double main man, Joaquin Phoenix. He's playing Napoleon, if you're interested in a story about <laughs> yeah, Napoleon. <laughs> hey, Oppenheimer opened the doors. We're going to see nothing but biopics from now on. <laughs> so this is supposed to be good. 
Uh, it's Ridley Scott, I believe, is uh, the person who did this. So this is this is good. You know, it's two and a half hours. I don't think I'm going to get to it this week, but it's definitely on my list. I can't. I can't end the year without seeing this movie. I got to see this movie. So, well, that that is your guy, hundred percent. This is you know him. That, a that's big like showy. if he if he man made a movie. I you know I like <laughs> oh, I'll just get to it when it's on video. Uh, and the other big release this this week, Joe. There's a new animated Disney movie, baby. Yeah, there is. I can't even remember the title. That's how invested I am. It's called Wish. Wish. That's right. I know nothing about it except I, I know the characters are already appearing at some of the parks to help promote because animated characters were not held to the rules of the oh, strike. True. Sure. So uh, I don't know much about the movie. I know it's got like brown people. I, I think they're Spanish or something. Uh, Chris Pine plays one of the voices. That's like all I know about the movie. When I think brown people, I think Chris Pine. Uh, so we'll see uh, we'll, I'll definitely be seeing that this weekend I got my tickets, the whole family's going And uh, I'll be back next week With a review for you guys Yeah, I'm not rushing out to the theater nah, To see either one of these um, I may get to it You know, yes. we'll see It's a Disney plot Listen, I mean, we just like going to the movies Shiloh likes to go to the movies So we try to go whenever we can But this is Apparently definitely Apparently a uh, lot of people don't feel that way About going to the movies anymore that's 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 dumb. They suck. Uh, going out to the movies is a fun time for us. We look forward to it. We love it. Yeah. But uh, that's what I'm gonna do. But I think uh, I think Joe. I think for next week, I think we should spin a wheel though for the show. Is it my wheel again? Yeah, it's your wheel, baby. Let's see it for the last time. Oh no! Right. Let me check the schedule. Hold on. What we got here? Then this. There's so many good things on this wheel. Yeah, though. no, this is the last time we're spinning this wheel because the following episode, Joe, we hit our December. Mm. The December to dismember. Oh, definitely, definitely going to be dismembering because it's slaying oh, and slaying man. time. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's why you got this wheel to cushion the six weeks. Of horror and the slaying and slaying, you know, yeah. trying to butter you up. <laughs> so let's see, what's the last movie we're gonna see on this Wheel of Fortune? Oh let's man, there's so many good it. options on here too. There is, there's like eight other options. I think, I think I've been like twelve. Oh, 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 yeah! Oh wow! Baby, the wheel has landed on the naked gun. This is one of our, both of us, yeah. our all-time favorite movies, comedies, whatever you want to fucking call it. We love this fucking movie. Oh my god, I'm so, this so is excited! What, Thirty-five years, I believe. I think 1988. So it is. And where's my list? I'm sorry. What is this? This is streaming on Max. Max and yeah. Paramount Plus is where you could find this. You could find all three of them. Oh, yes, that's good. I'm a fan of all three. Love them all. But uh, we're just going to watch the first one. We're gonna the first one back. is a classic. I think two and a half might be my favorite. Two and a half is so fucking good. It's so I think good. for whatever reason, we had a copy of it in the house. So I got a lot of rewatches of it. Like it was just one of those things that. 
I watched over and over, so I could probably repeat it uh, verbatim. Love it. But I have I own all three on DVD. I have like the box set. So love it, love it, love it. So funny. I just read a a book on airplane. Like talking about really? the Nucker Bros and airplane. I'll talk about it next week when we talk about this. Perfect, perfect little segue there. Beautiful. Love it, love it. Oh, I'm excited. We're gonna that's a that's a good one to go out with because this, this is, is a one real of, good uh, movie. I hope you guys will watch favorites. it with us because if you've never seen it, to me, this is an all-time comedy classic. And if you have seen it, it'll remind you why it's an all-time comedy classic. Yes, I'm and this is like think. when we still loved OJ. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, it says here I haven't watched this movie in years. I don't have it logged on my letterbox. That means I haven't seen this in like 10, 15 years, Joe. Wow. Oh, we I can't wait to remedy that. Oh, I'm probably going to watch all three now. I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to put it on and just. I was go. thinking about that too. <laughs> There's a good chance I end up watching all three just because I'm watching this one. Because what it'll pop up next. Why not hit that fucking button? Let's go. I've, uh, guys, I'm going to be honest. I've really enjoyed going back and doing these anniversary movies and finding out a little history and stuff. I hope you guys have enjoyed it too. And we're watching some fun movies. So uh, if this is the kind of thing, maybe you want to see more of going forward when we have these lulls, definitely let us know. Or if there's some movies in particular you want to suggest, maybe you think we should go back and do a rewatch on and review. Definitely send all of those suggestions to us. You guys know where to find us. Yes, sir. But that's uh, that's next week, Joseph. Oh, so what do you say we finish this week then? Brilliant idea, baby. It's now time for the finish. All right, Joe. It's big finish time. Let's spin it! Look at this. Ooh. It has landed on Spider-Man villains. Oh, there's so many to choose from. Don't give too many ideas, though, because we might get another movie from Sony. They love those bootleg <laughs> Spider-Man characters, bro. Madam Web. Oh, what a fucking trailer. Researching spiders in the Amazon when my mother died. I fucking... Mwah! Thank you, Sony. You never fail to disappoint. <laughs> oh, here we go. villains, bro. Um, I, I think it's my favorite is is probably obvious if you know me. It's Doctor Octopus. I just Dr. love Doctor Octopus. Dr. Octopus. I, I think like the the arms are incredible. The way the character is portrayed is great. And even when they do the movie version with uh, Alfred Molina, I think oh, he does it amazing. Hundred percent. I'll say that too. Doc Ock is my favorite. Um, there's a. Uh... There's the Superior Spider-Man where they do a thing where Doc Ock switches bodies with Peter Parker and Doc Ock is Spider-Man. And uh it's fantastic. It's really, it's really cool. He is great. I love him. Definitely, definitely deserve another number one spot. Number two for me, this one might be a little kind of off chalk. It's gonna be the Sandman. Mm. 
The Sandman for me was one of the first Spider-Man villains I was ever introduced to through the old early 80s uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends cartoon. It was this one episode I happened to see that my mom, I guess, had taped for me. So I had this VHS tape with some just cartoons for like whenever like we went anywhere, we take this tape to someone's house who didn't have kids or whatever. That way I had something to watch and be quiet, you know, and not bother people. So this episode featured the Sandman. I got to see him a lot. So I always felt like this thing for the Sandman whenever he would pop up. Number two, I'm going to go the lizard. I always loved the lizard because I love monsters. And so I always love. When he fought that big green bastard, Dr. Kurt Connors. Love him. Good shit. See, and now I kind of, when I think of like Spider Man villains, I kind of think of the original ones, right? Green Goblin, of the course. Lizard, the Vulture, yes. because I've read those early Spider Man yes. comics in reprints so many, much. many times. But how do I leave off Venom? <clears throat> Venom felt like a, a whole new beginning for Spider Man. And when that character came up and the Venom character, be it was everywhere. It was almost Venom was the anti-hero with how many people loved him, how many people wore the shirts. You could go anywhere and see Venom t-shirts when it was still not cool to wear comic book t-shirts. So that tells you about the power of Venom. Mm-hmm. I was going to go Venom, but I'm going to mix it up. And I'm going to say Carnage because it was Venom on crack. It was just turn up the venom. He's even crazier. This guy's yeah. a serial killer. Oh my goodness. Maximum Carnage. Want the best. But as a kid, I collected all the comics. I think I still have all I think 13 issues. And oh, I just love Spider-Man. He's the fucking best, bro. Say Spider-Man was always my favorite. Just be I mean, Spider-Man was the guy. You know, we we say this when we talk about the MCU now. It was Spider-Man, it was Always. the X-Men, and then there was a big space, and then it was everyone else. 100%. You know, Spider-Man probably kept Marvel afloat It did for those 100%. last 15, 20 years before they were able to finally hit on this MCU that no one expected to become what it became. But, you know, now, like, Spider-Man is almost like an afterthought with the way... Uh, he's been portrayed in the movies, you know, Iron Man and Captain America feel like they've kind of surpassed him because of the MCU, but let's not take any respect off Spidey here. Nah, Spidey, Spidey's number one. And, uh, I do also love, uh, the Miles Morales versions of these, you know, he gets, he gets all these people and, uh, they're just as awesome. So. Yeah, I've never read any of the Miles Morales comics. The best. You know, so my introduction is these Spider-Verse movies and I'm loving what they're giving me there. I'm very excited for the next movie. I hope it comes a lot sooner than later. Um, you know, but that's a problem with everything right now. 100%. It's going to be a slow year, baby. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening to the Car Jomez podcast. Remember to hit that subscribe button, leave a five-star review wherever it is that you're listening to us. Follow us on all the social media at Card Jomez. You can follow all of my personal stuff at The Joe Shoes, Captain's Log on the Major Pod Network, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Joe Shoes, Black Friday sale still going on, 20% off, no coupon needed. Get those Joe Shoes t-shirts because what you're helping me do is pay my renewal for my Disney annual pass. 
It's very important, bro. Thank you, folks. Very important. <laughs> I'm the Gomez154, Instagram, Twitter, Blue Sky, Threads, whatever. I'm there. We're all having so much fun on Threads. Mm, that Twitch stream, Mez Movie, twitch.tv slash Mez Movie, baby. It's, uh, you never know. Sometimes I tell you I'm going to pop up like this weekend. And sometimes I just pop on and show some shit, bro. Hope you had fun watching Spice World and 90s. A little look back at the 90s. Fun shit. Happy Thanksgiving once again. Genuinely hope you enjoy it with gobble, your family, gobble. your loved ones. And once I said, like I said, the, the people you don't love, give thanks for them. That way it shows you and reminds you why you love the people you do love. So we will see you next week. Remember, we are watching The Naked Gun. Gomez, where is it? Max and Paramount Plus. Yes, sir. Max and Paramount so Let's go Plus. watch that. And maybe we'll do some extra credit and watch the other two because I can see myself treating Naked Gun like a can of Pringles and not stopping once I pop. But Swamp. that's for next week, Gomez. So until then, let's make like Tom and Cruz. Peace. <laughs>